perception is reality. Let me first apologize if there's any background noise. Uh, I'm actually recording this while I'm camping. So I'm doing this in outdoors. So I apologize ahead of time. I had an old boss that used to tell me at least once a day that perception was reality. Her main focus was because I seemed lazy and I didn't beg or fight to be promoted. That the perception was I didn't work hard or want to be promoted, even though I always had the best results and the team already came to me for everything they needed. My stance was always the proof was in the pudding. But what she was teaching me was that on a much larger scale, life, that's how the world operates. Our perception of people or situation becomes our reality. Is that fair? Growing up, we learned repeatedly, never judge a book by its cover. Yet it's exactly what we do. The contents may surprise us, but it's still hard sometimes to get past the cover because we have already developed our own story. And most times it's a more interesting or sometimes damaging story than the one told. For instance, we see a guy that comes to work every day, sits at his desk, just does his work, only speaks when spoken to or something is needed. His appearance is standard, not extravagant, but not meager. He rarely smiles. His focus is work. His work is always on point. He takes only the breaks allowed. He sits alone at lunch, usually brings something from home. Usually is on his phone the whole time, whether it's texting or playing a game or on an actual call. He doesn't show up for any out of the office functions. He never applies for any advancement opportunities. He shows up early and is at his desk ready to work and then clocks out and walks to his car and goes home. The first thing everyone surrounding him wants to know is, what's wrong with him? Or scared to approach him because he's weird. Then the stories begin about his home life, even though he has never opened his mouth. I think he's married because I've seen a ring on his finger. I've seen pictures of his kids on his desk and screensaver. His wife must have him whipped at home. He can't go nowhere. I've never seen him at any work functions or hanging around after work. Could you imagine being married to him? I bet that's a boring life. And the assumptions go on and on. By the time it's over, we have this guy all figured out without any input from him or anyone that actually knows him. We have our perception. Now, as soon as someone new comes in and we are telling them about people at the job, we speak of him and our perception becomes his reality. But is it? I have seen this from both sides. I've seen coworkers speak of this guy many times over. I may have even joined in on the jokes. And this guy has also been me. You see, I walked into that job recently losing a job because I had friends at work and got intertwined with the work culture. I saw the dangers that came along with that as a single man. I eventually got lumped into a situation that had nothing to do with me, but because I was in that group, I was involved. 
I made up my mind that if and when I got a new job, I just put my head down and do my job. I was recently married. My kids were my life. I talked to them on my lunch or my wife or both. I just wanted to stay out of the way and let my work do the talking. I had a bigger workload than most, so it kept me busy where I missed breaks at times. My focus was to always see my numbers at the top and be noticed instead of begging to be noticed. I loved to smile, was very social. When I got around my friends, I was one of the loudest people in the room. My wife and I had a great home life and social life together. I didn't attend work functions because I usually had plans with my family. I created a line in my life between work and home and I kept them very separate. I did eventually get noticed and promoted twice and put in a position where communication with others was paramount. Then people were introduced to my reality. Reality one, perception zero. This is a Christian blog. So how does this react to Christianity? We quote Matthew seven and one, judge not that you be not judged all the time. Yet we are all, or I should say most, to exclude the perfect Christians, guilty of doing just that. We make judgments of people all the time. Everyone didn't grow up in a church like mine, so this may not make sense to everyone. And I apologize, but hopefully most can still relate. Most people can worship or praise on command. The pastor or whoever is speaking or singer can say, give God some praise, and the worship begins spontaneously. Some may just rise and clap their hands. Some may shout hallelujah. Some may break out in full dance or shout. And if you look around, you'll see a few that just stands because it seems like a requirement, or even a few that stay seated. You better believe the perception is immediately created. If I remove myself from the service and just gloss over, the ones that can just shout on, on demand almost seems unreal that they can just be in the spirit on demand to the point. It takes two, maybe three people to control them every time. Not because something came over them unexpected, but because someone said, praise them. Then I'd see the ones that just stood up or just clapped their hands and say, those are the ones that just gave in the prayer pressure and stood up because they didn't want anyone to see them not standing and look unchristian like. The people that just stood there or stayed seated, no way they are Christians. They didn't praise at all. No matter what you do in that situation, a perception is made of you. I know because I've heard the gossip firsthand. This person knows they didn't have to act up in church like that today. Or so-and-so didn't even wave their hands when the preacher asked us to praise him. I myself can't tell you what the perception of me would be in church because I've been the peer pressure group that stood and clapped because it was required. I've also just stood. I've never been bold enough to just sit until I was physically unable to stand. But when I just stood or just clapped my hands, I'd always close my eyes and take that time to whisper, God, how much I thank him and what I thanked him for. No one else can hear me. So the perception of me was probably 
that I was just doing what was required and wasn't nowhere near the Christian the shouters were. The reality, though, I've also showed up to church as an adult where my praise or worship was silent. But someone I knew very well would cover every inch of the church dancing every Sunday. In circles, I would get the speech of doing more in church or giving my life to God. I needed to get right with God. Look at this person. You need to get you a relationship with God like him. He spoke openly in church, sang on the choir, and on Sundays, he seemed to be one step removed from the pastor. I, on the other hand, seemed to only show up. Boy, was reception wrong again. I was quiet in church because I was fighting a very big internal battle, trying to get my soul right. I didn't want to stand up in anyone's church or take any role in it until I had wrestled my demons away. I took my relationship with God very seriously. I knew no matter what you or you thought, he would always know the truth. So I knew my place and that my time would come. On the other hand, the same guy I needed to be like, Sunday night through late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, partied harder than I ever dreamed of. I'd always think if those church people that spoke down to me could see him now, but it was none of my business. I'll let perception rule the day and concentrate on me. And that's what I did. Eventually I quit wrestling demons and caught hold of an angel and wrestled my way to blessing on blessing on blessings. I won't say where he is or what he's doing, but reality too, perception zero. We live in a society that is driven by perception. A politician can make one statement and the press will take it and dissect it in a million ways, presenting their interpretation as fact. And before long, that becomes the reality. This is how we receive the majority of our information not just by someone presenting you with the actual statement made, but talking head after talking head, interpreting the meaning of a sentence. It can cycle for a day, a week, or even months based solely on one statement made. No matter what is meant or the context of the original statement, the opinion of the general public is swayed, good or bad, and we find a politician apologizing for the new reality formed around them. Of course, this isn't limited to politicians. Anyone in the public eye can get a taste of this wrath. We see it especially with our athletes. There are so many talk shows now that break down every word, gesture, or even posture of an athlete has or sometimes doesn't have. And whatever the feeling is, that's the opinion that becomes that person's reality. A basketball player says there are bigger things going on in this world right now than basketball, pertaining to social justice, people getting murdered, and all of a sudden the word is they don't care about basketball. If I was an executive, I would definitely not take a chance on him. He has said out of his own mouth that he doesn't care about basketball. You can't trust him because basketball isn't the most important thing for him. Winning isn't important for him. Now, is that what that man said? But every analyst echoes this for the entirety of his career. And all of a sudden, the perception is this guy doesn't care about basketball or winning. 
This affects his ability to make money and get picked up by teams. This becomes his reality. If you're keeping score, that's perception one, reality two. Why is that? Why do we gravitate towards perception? We proclaim ourselves to be one nation under God. Well, the teachings in the Bible teaches us not to judge. Yet all we do is judge. All we do is allow our perception of people to translate into their reality. Can you imagine if we took the time to understand each other instead of making assumptions based on what someone looks like, sounds like, the snippet of their lives we see, the color of their skin, where they're from, or simply what someone else said about them? Wow, what would this world look like? Something we wouldn't recognize and probably not like because the perception is sometimes a lot more interesting than the reality. Sometimes the reality is boring. Sometimes the reality is that they are just not a people person or that statement is just that, a statement, meaning exactly what was said. But where's the fun in that? How exciting is that to just take someone at their word instead of reading between the lines and adding your own notes. Imagine if I wrote a story, but less space between each line for you to add or subtract however you please, and you use all the space. Is the story still the same? Maybe it got more interesting, at least to you, but is it still my story? I ask you as a Christian or even as a non-believer or any category you may find yourself, why must we perceive? Am I Christian or not based on your perception? I think there is something in the Bible mentioning Judgment Day, maybe a little mention. Let's save my judgment for then. Here on earth, let's sweep around our own front doors and make sure we are prepared ourselves and specific to the Christians. Just because I don't dance like you do, or I don't wave my hands when someone tells me to, or I can't praise on command, or I don't jump out of my seat every Sunday or church service, or you don't see the emotions show on my face during service. I may not clap or stand or even take the time to nod my head. Never let what you perceive to be important determine the strength of the Christian in me. There are many different ways to serve God and certainly many ways to worship. What you perceive compared to my reality could be dead wrong. And just think, you wasted our whole life together treating me so. Perception is reality? Maybe for you, but for me, I'd rather ask the questions. You know, talk to people. Give me the reality. You never know. Sometimes the truth will surprise you. My reality. If the perception of me is my reality, then I must be a magician. I'm obese. I look like I've always eaten good. Instead, I suffer from malnutrition. My overwhelming description is always smiling but no one knows it's through adversity, pain, and burdens piling. 
up on my shoulders so heavy my knees sometimes buckle inches from the ground. But I keep my composure and my smile until no one is around. People have an idea of who I am based on the company I keep. But because of the God in me, I'm always the shepherd of my own flock, never the sheep. I'm comfortable in any situation, like a chameleon, I can adapt. I believe everyone has something important to say. They just have potential, untapped. I wear loose clothes, always dressed down for most events. What you don't know is that I had to choose comfort over pain and weakness, or just being absent. On paper, I've had many jobs, career opportunities, excelled at most. But I also see a college dropout a semester away from graduating. So all those years in student loans are like living with a disease, undiagnosed. But to know me, you'd find out as a child, I was a borderline genius. And as an adult, you may not know it from a piece of paper. That skill is still there, but let's keep that between us. Over the phone, people hear my voice, it's deep. Some would say sexy or some intimidating. Then you meet me in person and I'm just ordinary me, nothing special and definitely not worth agitation. When people meet me, I fit in. I'm simply one of you, but you don't know my story. You don't know what I've been through. Never get to know me and live only on your perception. And you live our whole lives together, lost and mystified with deception because the reality is